Shoot him again, Steve. Shoot him again. Why? He's already dead. Yeah, like, souls why, why are you going to shoot him again? <laughs> like, Dude, honest to God, like that is probably one of my favorite scenes in film period. What, just him saying shoot the guy again? Shoot him again. His soul's dancing? Yeah. Like, that is fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was insane. silly as shit. <laughs> like, and it just pans over and it's like a break dance <laughs> dude break dancing. <laughs> like, makes no sense. And then I when fucking, he shot the body, the soul stopped dancing. Listen, man, when you're high on crack, man. <laughs> well, he was on heroin, won't he? He's on heroin and he, he had just smoked crack. Yeah, this motherfucker... Like, he was on all sorts of shit in this movie. Yeah. And he lied because it won't prescribe to him. I'm only taking my prescriptions. <laughs> like, what? Like, mm-mm. I think most of this movie, he was high as fuck. And he probably was, like, high in real life doing this movie. Probably a little bit, yeah. He, he probably was like, yo, man, we got a... Warner Herzog was gave him fucking drugs to do this film. It's like, I need to method act this character. <laughs> like, to be honest... Shit like cocaine. And there's a lot of stars in this movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, or a lot of people you know, like, I didn't think Val Kilmer was in this fucking movie. Uh-huh. And Exhibit was in it. Stifler's mom. Yeah. I thought she looked familiar. Oh, yeah. That's pretty fucked up that that's all we know her as. She's been in a shit ton of movies. Even, like, the dude that played his dad's been in a shit ton of movies. Hmm? I can't remember his name. I want to say it's, like, Tom something. And then, oh, Brad Dorf was in it. Yeah, Brad Dorf. You know? Yeah. Fucking, I can't remember... That other fucking detective, man. What's his name? He was in the faculty. Yeah, Sean something. Yeah. But he was the jock in the faculty. Yeah. That's why I was like, oh shit, he's in here too? And like, I know you don't like this movie, but like... No. I actually, like, I really like this movie. The only thing that it has, for me, going against it, is that it's too slow. Like, it doesn't need to be as long as it is. Yeah. Like, I think a half hour could have been easily cut out of this movie. What was that, like... I said before, my whole problem with this movie is Nick Cage. He he I went, think it's fucking great. I think he went too over the top and like oversold the shit where the original know. Harvey like, Cartel. Like, I would say that if I didn't know people who were like him. Like, but I do. Like, yeah. That's the thing, is like I know people who are like this character. Like obviously not that are cops, but I mean like their personality. Yeah. Like the they, bad lieutenant Harvey Cartel. Need to watch that one. Because I think Harvey Keitel would do a better job of, like, being the corrupt, fucked-up cop. I guess, but... Like, he'd take it more serious. Like, It'd probably be just a different take on it, you know? Like, sure. Not that's as, not the movie we watched. We watched this movie. Yeah, Bad Lieutenant, Port Call of New Orleans, or... Yeah, Port to Call of New Orleans. Yeah. And, like I said, I, I need to watch the other one, because that one's in New York, I think. Yeah. And, I mean, Harvey Keitel can be a funny actor, but I don't see him going the same like direction with this. This literally had to be like, all right, Nick Cage was, I'm going to do it this way. That's every movie he's yeah. in, Steve. Listen or perish. Sacrifice your morals. Fill your brain with trash. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Trash for Brains, a podcast where you need to see nitpick a movie of ours or your choosing. My name is Philip Kinney, and with me, as always, is Stephen Wallowich. 
That is correct. <laughs> Hello, sir. Yeah, see? You couldn't think of nothing fucking silly as fuck to say about me. I did, but you know but you're, what? You're a very nice person. I appreciate it. You know, I had a couple in my mind, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let it go this week. We took a week off. Yeah. Now we're, we're back. Revitalized. Ready to get shit done. Let's not kick the dead horse again just yet. Yeah. Next week is going to be a different God story. God damn it. <laughs> why, why does God hate me so much? <laughs> well, you've it, cursed him so many times, Steve. You know what? No, actually, it must have been like something I did in a past life that now this is like my penance or something. I don't know. Not saying it's a bad penance. I mean, it could be far worse, but you know. Always want to call me names, but I'll let you slide this week. Thanks. I was sent from hell to destroy your life. Nice. <laughs> well, you're not doing a good job at it. No, I mean, I got lazy. Unless you got a really super long game, and then before you even enact your long game, I die. So it's like, son of a bitch. I actually about died the other morning driving to work. Yeah. Somebody on 540 decided that they wanted to like, I guess they got mad because I wouldn't let them over in a lane. Because I was in the far right lane, and they decided to try to, like, run me off the fucking highway. God damn. Like, literally, they came halfway into my lane, and if I didn't move my car, we would have fucking collided. And I should have rolled the car left just to hit them. should have just, just said, Jesus, take the wheel. No, Jesus would have took me off the side of fucking 540 in the Jesus goddamn woods. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> That's where I would have <laughs> ended up at. But I was like, Jesus. And then they didn't even take the exit I was taking. So I don't get, they, they had to be mad at me for something. I don't know. They hate you, Steve. Maybe. It's one know. of your enemies trying to assassinate you. Well, I, I should have fucking pit maneuvered him and then fucking just went to work. Well. But then there was witnesses, so I would have been fucking caught and then I would have got hit and run charges. And I would have been sitting here alone. I know, because I would have been in jail. Yeah. <laughs> Three hots in a cot, son. <laughs> we can do this podcast 10 minutes at a time. You're yeah. visiting. <laughs> visiting phone calls. Why does it sound like y'all are talking on phones? Because we are. <laughs> <laughs> but nah. What movie are we doing today, Felipe? <sighs> Bad Lieutenant, Port to Call, New Orleans. New Should Orleans? Nolans. No, no, that's not how they, say it. they get mad when you say it that way. Oh. Because I don't live there. I think it's New Orleans. I don't fucking know. It doesn't fucking matter. A place I'll never go. Let's put it that way. I have no desire to go to Mardi Gras. Why not? Too old for that shit now. My parents went. They were I'd older be, than you. I'd be drunk and fucking miss it all. They were drunk. <laughs> oh, so like I said, I'd miss it all. I'd, I'd just throw beads at people. Not, I don't give a shit about seeing your boobs. I just want to throw beads at people. Let me see your tits. <laughs> Show me. Show you know me your I mean? titties. It's like going to Rocky Horror Picture Show. I just went to that shit in the theater just to throw toilet paper at people at that one scene. It was fun. It worked. Jesus. I'm an asshole. <laughs> I just like throwing shit it at people. Seems like a lot of fucking effort just to throw toilet paper yeah. at people. What you can get away with it there. It's socially acceptable. You can't just throw rolls of toilet paper at people in the real world, Phil. So it's like Mardi Gras. You can throw beads at people. True. You know, and everybody's drunk, so they don't know where the fuck they came from. Just chuck them bitches up in the air. There you go. It's very true. You know? And again, go to the fucking mall here and try to throw beads at people, see how it goes. You might see a couple tits. You might get fucking punched. I mean, who knows? Might be man titties, but yeah. yeah. Some movies? Yeah. Man boobs. Beautiful. <laughs> no, they're hairy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Bad Lieutenant. Which it, it it seemed like when this movie started, was he a detective? 
like just a regular detective? Yes, I guess. I don't know what. Yeah, you know, because it starts with them investigating, which is like, obviously, I'm guessing it's Katrina. Right. You know, and they go to a police station to get some dude's wife's photos. Yeah, like, to like clean his locker out or something. Yeah. yeah. What? This guy couldn't have went? I don't Did he know. get killed? I mean, what, what happened? And then he's like, I'm going to keep these photos. Like, okay, pervert. Yeah. You know, and then they go to the, I guess, where the holding cells would be. And the dude's about to drown in there. Yes. I don't even remember his name. Uh, I don't know. He comes back at the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, but was it Chavez or something? Sound like that, yeah. I mean, I don't want to. It was something like that. Record. I'm, I'm pretty it's, sure. Yeah. But then you had Nicholas like, Kate. Huh? I don't Yeah, it was Chavez. Yeah. Nice. Got a good memory. But I can't tell you what. Nicholas Cage and Val Kilmer's fucking names were in the movie. <laughs> but I can tell you this random small part character. And I don't know Val Kilmer's name. I mean, Nicholas Cage's name was like Terrence. Terrence. Old T-Dog. <laughs> no. So Terrence and Val. <laughs> <laughs> Detective Kilmer. Like, they find this guy. He's about to drown. The water keeps rising. And then they're like making bets on will he last till five o'clock. Sure. And then you have old... T-Dog. Come on, man. There's fucking snakes in here. Yeah. And T-Dog's talking about a $55 fucking underwear, but then all of a sudden has to change your heart and wants to jump in the water and help this dude. Yeah, his fucking hot-ass prostitute girlfriend bought him $50 pairs of underwear. Yeah, and he's okay with her getting dicked up while he's at work. So, it's I mean, fucking, hey, whatever. When he, I can't remember what he said. It was like Egyptian cotton or some shit. Yeah, some weird shit. I don't know what he said. Something like that. But he jumped in the water. And he fucks his, like, I'm guessing he jumps in, lands on something, and fucks his back up. Like, fucked his spine up or some shit. Yeah, some shit, because next thing you know, he's at a doctor's office getting fucking prescriptions. Yeah. Talking about you're going to have to deal with this for the rest of your life. And then he gets a promotion to lieutenant. Yeah, to lieutenant. Real quick, we're, we're moving here. Yeah. And then we go to the movie. Well, that's all that fucking happens, yeah. Yeah, like, damn. And, like, so I'm get like, I don't know, like... I'm guessing he was already kind of a fucked up individual before this. Like, I don't know if he was a drug addict. I don't know if he was a junkie at that point. I think the this back. is this is kind of where I think we're supposed to believe this is where his addiction kind of starts here. Yeah, because we go from that to him basically doing like cocaine off of his fucking doing like bumps off his hand. Yeah, like I I, I get that he was already a corrupt cop. Yeah, to some elements. And, he was at least a piece of shit. Yeah. And after the back accident, he became a drug addict. Obviously, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and say to cope with the pain. But then addiction took a For hold sure. of him. Yeah. Put the claws in him. But Well, yeah, at a certain point, like, it's not to cope with the pain. No. Like, like because he becomes an insane person. Yeah, he becomes just fucking loose cannon. And the fact that nobody around him, like, registers this. I think they do. But they just let it happen. Yeah. It's like a fucking horror movie. Observation is not fucking... For detectives, y'all are shitbags. Sure. You know, like, come on, man. Like, you figure somebody would have had the heart to been like, look, dude, I understand you got pain and shit. Get off the rocks. But no, they're all just like, okay, cool. Yeah, And then when happen. he's got these hunches and he's got good instincts. <laughs> no, man, dude's fucking cracked now. <laughs> like, there ain't no damn instinct. This dude just loose fucking can. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you can't, like, you're not going to be able to hide that level of coke addiction. Like, it's not, like, you can't do it. No, it's just, like, somebody would, for people that are police officers, 
they would know the signs. Sure. You know, because like the one detective, the, the kid from the faculty. Yeah. You know, like he seems straight. Like he does. Legit yeah. cop. You don't think he wouldn't have been like, yo, man, something's not right about this shit. You figure he'd have been the one Again, to like, it. I think he does know that. But he just lets it go. Well, I don't think it's his place to fucking do anything about it. I mean, you know, Stevie ain't going to say shit. That's Val Kilmer's name, Stevie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah you're So right. Stevie ain't going to say a goddamn thing because no. Stevie's like, man, fuck it. This is going to be awesome now. We're on this fucking roller coaster. Well, again, like, I think Stevie's just as fucked up as he is. Like, yeah. maybe not in the same ways, but he's obviously fucking fucked in the head. Oh, he's got a lot of screws that are goddamn loose. Because, like I said, he's always, like, because this is where, like I said, obviously, I guess I wasn't paying that much attention to this movie because it's all jumbled about, like, the parts of shit. But, like, obviously, he's a lieutenant now. And where where does he go from there? Like To the uh, murder scene. To the, oh, five, yeah, the, the five people that got killed. Reads the kid's poem. Yeah. And, like. They got killed because dude was a drug dealer, if I recall correctly. Yeah, so that dude, so there was the dude in the house was kind of stepping on um, Exhi- Big Fate's territory, and right? Big Fate so was Big exhibit- Fate, Midget, and G go into the fucking house, kill the five people that are in the house. Yeah, and that's where we are now. And, and Big Big Fate was Exhibit. Yes, his name was Big Fate. Big Fate. Big Fate. But like it'd been better if it was Big Perm. <laughs> big Burn. <laughs> What's up, Big Perm? I mean, Big Burn. <laughs> John Run Ice Cream Truck, son. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so that family gets murdered. Now, granted, if dude was stepping on territory, I get he gets murdered. But why murder the whole fucking family? Witnesses, bro. I guess so. I mean, well, guess what? You probably shouldn't have went to dude's house to kill him. Well, at that then, point, it's too goddamn late, Steve. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> he had to kill everybody. <laughs> like. This kid had a nice poem he wrote. No one said he was goddamn smart. I mean, I don't know why his goldfish was in a cup. I mean, I guess he took the fish out of the tank every now and then to let him take a vacation. I don't know. Maybe he was in the middle of cleaning the tank. Who fucking knows? Maybe that was his friend that watches him sleep. So, surprise. Weird, but okay. Yeah. So, that crime scene, the people got fucked up. Yeah, they got, yeah, they said it was execution style. Like, all of them. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Like like I said, even the kids were execution. Like, God damn. And, you know, you think execution style, they would have rounded them all up and just shot them in a row. Again. Not, I'm going to shoot some in the kitchen, go to your fucking bedroom, get your ass. Like, so, yeah. And fucking Nick Cage gets put in charge of whatever, the task force that's fucking. The investigation. The investigation. By the captain. And the captain had, like, second thoughts about it, too. Yeah. Well, because he's. Clearly fucked up. Yeah, like, like Kevin knows you're a crackhead. He's middle aged. He fucking his spine is fucked up, and he clearly has a pill addiction. And the captain knows it. And a gambling and you, addiction. And you can tell that he knows it from the get go because he questions it. And if he's a fucking cop, so if he's questioning it, clearly he is suspicious that he is abusing drugs. Yeah, but again, everybody lets it go but under a fucking rug. Like, but Nick Cage's character is a seasoned detective. With I, good instincts. Like, fine. Yeah, with good instincts. Fine, whatever. Put him in charge of this shit. He's got bad instincts. He ain't got no good fucking instincts. I don't know. Yeah, I nowhere in this tell, movie. At the end of this movie, I was just like, is he, like, good at his job? Because, like, like I don't know. Yeah, like, what happened? Like, 
Whatever, man. Like, because this whole movie, I, I didn't feel because like... Because in concept, like, the crime itself... Like, this isn't, like... This isn't, like, some, like, complicated crime that they're having to fucking solve here. No. Right? Like, it's pretty clear. Like, dude was fucking selling drugs on dude's territory. End of fucking story. The only thing is, like, they just needed some kind of either a witness or proof that they did it. Yeah. And obviously, since you mentioned that, we'll, I'll, we'll get the day. Like, this isn't fucking seven. No like, this no. isn't, like, some mystery. No. Like, they know what the fuck is happening. What's they, in the box? Like, they just need to know, like, like they just need proof that it happened. And then, well, that's when Stevie picks up the one dude that I guess lives in a neighborhood and knows everything or something. Whatever. And... I guess that's when uh, Nick Cage gets the call. At, he's in the pharmacy. Yeah, he's at the pharmacy trying to get his prescription, and the lady's on a personal fucking call just chilling. So I can understand where he gets mad about it. But then again, it's like... I'm pretty sure he's already seen Eva Mendez at this point, right? Possibly. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah like went to her house, saw her. That's where you meet the hooker. Did he... Did he threaten that dude this time? I can't remember. No, I think that was that later. later? I think that was like the next time you see her because not the dude that punched her in the face, not like the the mafia dude or the dude who knows or congressman son yeah, or kind of son, what, whatever. whatever the fuck it was. But it was uh no, I don't think he threatened the other guy. I think like the second or third time he went back, Could he threatened be. the guy and got the free drugs from him. Yeah, like, took these drugs. Oh yeah, him out. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. So like whatever, that's fine. We can go to the pharmacy. Yeah. Where he's basically he's fucking strung out, dude. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I, I get if, if what he said was true. Like, I've been waiting here for 30 minutes. You're over there on a personal call. I mean, granted, it still don't give you the right to go back there and just start rummaging through shit to get your prescription. He's a fucking lieutenant, son. Yeah. He told that security guard, I'm a lieutenant. <laughs> what is this security With a homicide department. He's like, stop being a dick or something. Yeah, he's like, stop being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he doesn't mean you got to be an asshole. And he's like, it. how much is it? It's $30 where here's 40 Buy everybody a drink. He bounces. You're like, so hey. already he's already unhinged. Oh yeah, he's been unhinged since he jumped off that fucking balcony into the water. Basically, yes. And we don't know what the fuck is about. Like, like what you like, landed on. I would that's like to see that. Funny thing, like I actually kind of like this that like he's already like a quarter way down his fucking spiral, yeah, <laughs> like, into madness. Like when you kind of already meet him, he's already kind of an insane person. Like, you don't really need to witness him go down the spiral. You already kind of are You already there know he's on him. that fucking... Yeah. He's on that ladder and shoots and ladders. Right. You know? <laughs> exactly. Well, he's on the shoot. Yeah. Like, he already climbed up the ladder. Now he's on the shoot, and he's about to like, whoo! And it's a big spirally one, like you said. But he still has kind of his wits about him, though. He knows that... At this point, like, he knows that uh, Stevie should not be in the fucking interrogation room. Yeah, Stevie's going to be abusing the fucking witness or whatever the fuck, and he can't have that shit. Like he needs this shit to be clean. He needs the information that he gets to be correct. Yeah. So like, I gotta say, like he's doing this, even though he's fucked up in the head, like doing this correctly. Yeah, he's by the book right now. Which you know, like when he even goes in there and talks to the guy. I mean, the, like the guy says he don't know much, and he gives him just a little bit of info. Just enough. You know, just enough. But maybe that is literally all this guy knows. Mm -hmm. You know, like, Stevie probably would have beat the shit out of him and still got nothing from him because right. if the guy don't know shit, he ain't going to tell you shit. Exactly. Like, obviously, there's ways to tell in an interrogation room 
if a motherfucker's telling the truth or not. Beating the shit out of somebody is not really going to get that info out. No. It but might it give good. you what you thought you wanted, but it might yeah. not be correct. They might just say under duress. Yeah. It's, it's way better to ask questions and then ask these questions again in a different way and then catch you in the fucking like, okay, look, dipshit. Sure. You know, that's how you get info. Very simple. Mind game. So he gets the information about the deliveries, right? Mm-hmm. About the fucking, the shop that they go to. Yeah. Was because, it the shop because, or was it the club? Well, it's because they knew that deliveries were made to that house, correct? I think so. So they end up going to that corner store, Bodega, to talk to the manager of that fucking... Yeah, that was in the... Uh, yeah. And that's... That's where they get the information with uh, Whitaker's son. <laughs> What's his name? Forrest Jr. Forrest Jr. <laughs> Daryl. Yeah, where he delivered on Tuesday or whatever. Right. And I think from there they go to talk to the grandma to try to find this kid. I believe so. Which he's just hiding outside the fucking window. Yes. Like, what? And the old white lady that was sitting there was like, shut the fuck up, lady. Like, nobody was here to talk to you. <laughs> but like, it's her room, Steve. It's my room, and you didn't. Look here. You know what? Like, I'm Nick Cage, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, now your back's hurting because you're on long duty. Why can't there be an orderly, Dude, like, fucking... I got to say something about Nick Cage in this fucking movie. I love the slumped-over shoulder. And I'm pretty sure there's, like, a little prosthetic, like, under his suit. It's, oh, like, no. making him kind of, like, lean a little bit. To be like he's in pain to back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I, he's, I, he's crooked the entire movie. And I, I'll give that, dude. That that's got to be painful to film a whole movie like that, for sure. You know, like at least uncomfortable. Yeah, awkward fucking positioning. Like, uh. And so, I mean, now the question into this lady really was like, it was the unhinged coming out. Yes. And when the kid jumped through the window, like, what the fuck? Like, so you've been sitting out here the whole time. And then it's not like the kid, he gave him info. He gave well, him some. Yeah, it was clear that he fucking, he knows who the fuck did it, right? But even, like, at this point, like, they know who yeah. the fuck did it. They just need a fucking witness. Exactly. To testify, shit like that. And that's what he was trying to talk this kid into doing. Kid, at first, is he's clearly on the fence, but is, like, kind of okay with this, right? So but then like, you think about it. A kid in his position. When it gets out that you're going to rat, yeah, snitch, you're gonna whatever, fucking, you, you're either you're going to get threatened or you're going to get killed. Oh, no. He's probably going to get killed. Well, I mean, I would assume that they're going to probably try to threaten him first, like fucking keep your mouth shut. Yeah. But, you know, if it doesn't seem like he's going to, they're just going to kill his ass. I would like to believe they would just kill him right out of the gate. Now, that kid gets sent to the DA, right? Yeah. Um, whatever the DA's now, name is. Now, why the fuck they put this kid in Nicolas Cage's care? I don't fucking know. Yeah. What this the is hell? insane. No. That kid should have been so far away from everything. Yeah. Like, done. Not, all right, Nick Cage, babysitter. Yeah, you could fucking take care of him. Everyone knows this man is unhinged. Yeah. Look him in the eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you motherfuckers. And at this point... At this point, I believe, yes, at this point, Nick Cage has now accidentally snorted fucking heroin and is now hooked on heroin. Yeah, one snort. Yeah. That's all it takes, son. Well, he's a fucking addict. Yeah. And that's why, like, now, I think, of course, like, I'm assuming, like, he has done heroin before because yeah. he knew it immediately. Yeah. Like, he snorted the fucking heroin. 
Oh yeah, we sk- <laughs> God damn it. We skipped over fucking uh the parking lot scene. This is I don't where- think it happened yet. Yeah, it did. Oh, it did? Yes, it did. Okay, yeah, that, that goddamn scene. See, that scene That's is... That's the Gator Club. That scene is 20 minutes into this fucking movie. Oh. Um, and that's where he gets the heroin, right? I'm pretty sure. He, like, he thinks it's coke, but it's actually heroin. It might have been. Pretty sure. Like like I said, it's, this whole movie is like jumbled to me. It's kind of like, let, let's play piece it together. So he's clearly... So his... Okay, so there's a cop that works the evidence room, right? Yeah, at his that station. That he usually gets his fucking coke from. And it's Michael Shannon. Now, yes. Another fucking star in this movie. Now, that guy, I don't remember his name in the movie, but he refuses to do it. Like, he's like, I can't fucking do this shit anymore. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done with this shit. I can't do it. So Nick Cage now has to bust people to yeah. get his shit, which brings him to the club. And so people just walking across the street right. drunk. He sees a couple walking out of the fucking club, quote unquote, bust them for a fucking. What did he say? Like he was a, like, like, drugs are known to go through that club. He was blah, like, blah, blah. He's like, you're be, like, basically say he saw them do a handoff or something like that. You didn't see shit. Didn't see a goddamn thing. But he does know that they have drugs. Which is weird. What if they didn't? You know, what if it was like, you well, know, it's shit just on me. a bust and he sits back in his car and waits for another fucking couple. Yeah, but he got the drugs. Anyway, yeah, so he basically, he's just threatening them, fucking bullshit. Don't tell my daddy. Right. Again, he is unhinged at this point. He gets the drugs off the fucking dude, but still is threatening them because he wants to go through chick stuff as well. Yeah. She dumps her shit. She tries to bribe him with a fuck her grandmother's brooch or whatever. Yeah, $60,000. Yeah. Nah. Nah, son. Nah, don't want none of that. He wants that crack yeah. that she has. <laughs> like, give me this shit, son. She wants that. He wants that rock. Yeah. Then she had drugs in her purse, too, didn't she? Now, she's smart. Yes, she had crack. Um, She's smart. She knows that she can just fucking... She can get away with this shit, basically, if she just fucks Nick Cage. Yeah. Right? Nick Cage cuckolds this man. In a yeah. parking lot. And shoots his gun. Yeah, he shoots up in the fucking air. Like, you sit dude, here and watch this shit. Dude tries... <laughs> like, God dude, damn. Dude tries to run. Nick Cage fucking pop shots in the fucking air. He's like, you stay and watch. You're gonna stay and watch me. <laughs> watch me fuck your girl. I'm yeah, like, you're gonna stay and watch me fuck your girl. Like, You know what? And like, she dumped condoms out of her fucking purse. He didn't put one on mom, man. I don't think that she's like... Here's the thing is like, Ladies and gentlemen, this is how you could get an STD. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe they're dating, but like, this isn't this for this girl's first rodeo, bro. No, like she knows the fucking deal, and she just fucks him right there in the parking lot. But like I said, when Nicholas Cage shot the gun, why didn't nobody like go over there? Like, what the fuck? Well, maybe you know. I don't think anyone. Got, I don't think I would care honestly. It was like I'm a if, cop. Like if I like here's the thing. If I'm at a club like that, most likely I'm fucked up. So like, I'm probably not gonna care. Yeah, be like, all right, man, have fun, man. Like people are out shooting guns. Although, man, he has a fucking goddamn dirty hairy magnum and shit. Yeah, he has like a fucking forty-four. Yeah, some fucking crazy shit. No holster, just puts it in his waistband. Like that's and it's backwards. That shit is fucking hilarious. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And then there, like, like even the girl before she fucks, she's like, show me your bad. He's like, like on his jacket. He's like, you're not a fucking cop. Like, Like, like get the fuck on, man. But yeah, that shit where you're gonna stay here and watch. I was like, damn, that's cold blooded, man. He's unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure 
the dude had heroin on him. Girl had crack. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure this is where he accidentally snorts heroin. And then that's when he went back. He goes to um, Eva's place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's where. Oh, no, no, no. He meets. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah. He goes. Because this is where. This is where he threatens that dude and gets the coke off him. Yeah. (laughs) So he got coke. From no, 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 she gives him coke. He goes to Eva's place because he's all fucked up because he snorted the heroin. Yeah. Right? So he's like, I accidentally snorted heroin. He's all fucked up. She gives him uh, a vial of coke. And then he finds out that dude has his own fucking stash. He's like, bring me your stash. He's like, dude comes out. He's like, yeah, who the fuck are you? He's like the last person you want to fuck with on this planet. Like, pulls what? his goddamn dirty hairy out. He's a fucking python. Like, dude, get the fuck on, dude. Gives him his drugs, yeah. and then steals dude just dude's leaves. fucking coke, tells him to fucking bounce. They bang, whoop de whoop de do Yeah, like, are you serious? Like, that guy'd be like, yo, you can give me my money back. No. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I'd just bounce, dude. Like, if I, like, like, if I wasn't a badass, like, most likely this dude is just, like, some fucking stock trader or some shit. Probably. Just trying to get his fucking dick wet. If I'm him, I'm leaving. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> like, I'm not getting shot by a crazy person. Just because he took my coke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah what the fuck, dude? Like, I'm just going to bounce. I'll take the L and fucking move yeah, on with my L, goddamn like, Man, life. Oh, shit, shit happens. But yeah, he... like, And after that, I think that's when he goes to see the bookie. Yeah. And obviously, he's in debt when he sees the bookie. Uh-huh. He's still trying to make bets. And the bookie's like, okay. He's like, all right, fine, whatever. And then he'll give him an extra half a point if he gets the speeding tickets taken care of. That's correct. So then he goes and tries to take care of it. And that cop's an asshole. And he's like, you ask me to, to break the goddamn law? <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, son. Like, he's fuck. Like, no, I'm asking you, cop to cop, to yeah. help me the fuck out. Like, professional courtesy, that's what they call it. Yeah. That dude's like, man, fuck you and your professional courtesy. Get the fuck out of here. And then that's when yeah. Faruza Balk shows up. Yes. And with her little come fuck me boots on. That's right. I don't know why she's wearing them boots. I don't see no fucking damn uh, motorcycle. Yeah, exactly. Like, what is she a Mountie? Got a horse over there? <laughs> like, maybe she just likes those boots. Yeah, yo, what the fuck? I mean, I thought it was kind of crazy that like the dead gator sitting there and the car overturned and shit like that. I was like, God damn, pretty brutal. Gator did this shit, and then Gator's little brother's on the side of the road about to bite some motherfuckers. That's right. But then it's like he just leaves. Asked Faruza, like, oh, are you asking me on a date? Yes. Next thing you know, he's all cracked so down her bed. So she works. A, so she works in. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's basically like, like an a highway patrol, I think. Yeah, but she all she works in like the evidence. Yeah. Locker area kind of thing. So he's like, "Yeah, I'm fucking asking you that because he wants. He needs a new fucking supplier plug for his fucking drugs, right? So yeah. like, that's why he goes over there. But at this point, he's fucking back getting fucked up on heroin again. Um, he can't even get it up fucking right. hard So for he's him. basically just in bed fucked up on heroin, which pisses her off, obviously. Yeah. So she isn't going to take care of that ticket anymore. Exactly. Of course, like, like I said, it, it really, this whole shit, like, served no purpose. They could have left this out. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean... Well, I mean, there's a lot in this movie that, like, doesn't really serve a purpose. I mean, other than, like, it's not necessary. The only purpose it serves, 
I think is to kind of show not only like him kind of descending into madness, but also showing that he is making mistake after mistake after mistake. Yeah. Like he is making bad choices like throughout this entire movie. Oh, hell yeah. And that's the thing, like the ticket don't get handled and he goes back to the bookie. Yes. It's like he's like it's more complicated, and the bookie ain't yeah. He like, ain't fucking what the fuck, dude. Like Dorf you can't just fucking handle having the shit. Yeah, like so I give you half a point for nothing. Like yeah, and he's like, and clearly he didn't fucking actually get it. He's like, I'll fucking fine charge me for it, you know? Yeah, and so it's like whatever, man. I mean, obviously the bookie like is hanging out at like Applebee's. Well, he's already yeah, he already fucking is owed money. Now he wants to fucking bet on top of that. Yeah. So it's like, how much did he owes him five grand at this point. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It doesn't have it. No, but he wants to make more bets. And like, Bucky's like, yeah, the fucking people I work with, they don't give a fuck that you're a cop. Yeah, they'll, they'll fuck They're you gonna up. They're going to fuck you up, dude. <laughs> That's how Bookies are, man. They don't yeah. give a shit what your job is. You owe money, man. Guess what? Juice is running, son. So he... Nicholas what, Cage. What does he do? He fucking bets on top of that, doesn't he? You know he? what he should have said? Well, guess what? They might fuck me up, but you can't fuck my back up more. I'm like, sir... Oh, no, no, no. At this point, he owes um, two grand? Yeah, it's like two or three. So, yeah, he bets on top of that, I believe. And he bet on, like, the Louisiana game. Yes, that's right. And shit like that. And then... Now, did he bet on this game before running into the player, or... Yes. Okay. Because yeah. later on, you know, he... Or I when, think so. Whenever he runs into the player buying marijuana... Yeah. And it tells him to pretty much throw the fucking game. Yes. For lack of better terms. Like, you either... What do you say? You win by five or less points, or you lose the whole fucking thing. Right. You know? And I thought that was... I can't remember if that was two different scenes or not. It doesn't fucking matter. Regardless, they, they we all know what the each fuck... Other. We all, yeah, we all know what the fuck happened. Yeah. Like, Dude set the game out with a quote-unquote injury. He <laughs> yeah. did the right play. For sure. Yeah, like... No, guess because what? honestly, like... I don't know. If I'm this fucking football player, it's like... Is from the moment I leave Nicolas Cage's presence, like I'm like, who fucking cares? Yeah. What the fuck? What is what is he gonna do? I'll get weed elsewhere and guess what, homie? He has no proof. Yeah, he can't come up to like, me later and be fuck? like, You fucking did that shit on purpose. Like, man, fuck you. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have given a shit. No. <laughs> throw the fucking game fuck off, dude. It'd be one thing yeah. if like he was sending fucking this fucking kid pictures of his family with a gun in their head and shit. Like As if the fucking team would as if anyone would give a shit that a fucking football player gets busted for buying fucking weed. Jesus oh, yeah. Christ. What? You could get suspended for like a game or two. What do you yeah. fucking do? Who cares? No. So, yeah, it's like, and th that's just more evidence of him doing stupid shit. Yeah. Obviously, he did this to make money to get out of that debt. Right. You know? And. So at this point, like this is like the first debt that we have for him. He gets at least he gets two different debts in this movie that he needs to get out of. This is one of them. Yeah. He's five in the hole with the bookie at this point. Yeah. And we're about to get to the point where he's fifty in the hole with uh some like low like low end mobster. Well, how did he get 50 in the hole with these people? All right. So what happens is at this point we get Daryl start does like a fucking ride along with Nick Cage for some reason. Yeah. Like Nick Cage is now like take this is right around when they go to the DA 
And they're saying, like, Daryl is the only thing that we have for this case. Yeah. The only thing we have going for us on this case is fucking Daryl's eyewitness account. So they allow Daryl to basically be driven or basically be drove around by Nick Cage to we- take care of him for some fucking reason. Yeah, it makes no sense. Now, while they're fucking driving around, Nick Cage gets a call from Eva because she went to fucking the place to fucking have her uh, little date or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and that dude punched her. Yeah, because remember, at this point, oh, God damn it, we're missing a bunch of weird a bunch of weird shit that makes no fucking sense. Yeah, it's just movie. like little shit. So here's the thing. We did miss the fact that he went to his dad's house. Dad's fucking wife is Alcoholic. a drunk. Dad's trying to go to AA. Dad needs the wife to take care of the dog. Nick Cage is like, I got someone who could take care of the dog. Brings the dog to um Eva. Eva. And what's her fucking name in this goddamn movie? Frankie. That's right. Oh god. Takes the fucking dog to Frankie. Frankie Avalon. Right? And she's like, I gotta go and fucking take care of this John. Yeah. Fucking Dorman's gonna take care of the dog until I get back. Blah blah blah. Turns out she doesn't come back to the fucking her apartment. So he goes to where she's meeting the John. Yes. Terrence and Daryl end up going with the dog, end up going to wherever she was fucking the John. It Motel was, Six. It was it's like a casino, right? Or something like that. Yeah, it looked like a decent motel. Or something something like that. Yeah. I can't fucking remember. Um Terrence finds out that she has gotten beaten by this dude. Yeah, because she's, she's wearing the sunglasses. Around. Yeah. So this is where his second debt comes about. Because he threatens this fucking guy. This guy know this guy's dad knows or works with like some mobsters. People. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how that fucking happened. But it's like, how did it get to fifty thousand dollars? That is was that ever explained? So that's when fucking said mobsters come and uh, talk to Terrence. At Eva's house. I don't, I don't, like, I don't think, like, the number itself doesn't make sense. Yeah, because, really like, they go to Eva's house. And it's, it was either, like, it's either 15 or, I think it's 50, though. But it's like, you owe us this money, but it's like, when we come back, my little goons here are going to fuck your girl. Yeah. You know, like, what? I mean, this is just some, like, nonsense mob bullshit where it's just like, the the amount makes no fucking sense. No. Like, and that's the thing. That's what, with me, is like, what the fuck were these guys even on? Because, like, they, no, no money was ever fucked with. But now, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, you fucked my time. $50,000. Like, it's, what? I'm pretty sure it's 50K. What we're going to say is 50K. Because I think that seems legit because later on, I want to say the dude says 50K. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like I said, like nothing that happened here warranted 50k. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's not like Nick Cage stole dude's shit. No, he robbed him. I, I mean, they say he robbed him, but really he just took the money that she was owed, right? So yeah. it's kind of like I don't know. 50k. She's a high class fucking lady so of the now night. Here's where like things get kind of odd with the story, or it's like. Is Nick Cage setting all this up on purpose or not? Or is it just or happening? He just found a way out. Be, or yeah, or is he just a madman and all this shit just kind of falls into place? Like I'm not really sure. Yeah, because like from here he takes Frankie to his dad's house. 
Well, from here, well, no, hold on, no. Okay, so after the whole incident in the motel room, uh-huh. uh huh. Daryl leaves. Yeah, he goes to England. <laughs> yeah, Daryl bounces. This is where Nick Cage goes back to the mom who's taking care of whatever this. You told the grandma. Yeah, to the grandma. Yeah. Oh yeah, the grandma who's taking care of uh, the some old lady, some congressman's mother. I guess so. Something like that. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it takes her oxygen out. Now at this point, Nick Cage has gone insane. Yeah, he's an insane person who is just who's a junkie. He's just a fucking junkie, right? So he's strung the fuck out. He ends up. <laughs> He ends up pinching this woman's oxygen. Out of her nose, man. <laughs> like, god damn. Yeah. To find out the fucking truth about where Daryl is. Daryl's fucking gone. Daryl's out of this movie at this point. And you act like, obviously, you know, a complaint gets filed. But did he think, like, a complaint was never going to get filed? Like, he was just going to get away with this? Obviously, in his junkie mind, Here's he the did. thing. He could have gotten away with this. Like, this could have been something that would have eventually just have gone away. Um, but he then, because of the shit that he is in with the mob that came from, what was it, Atlanta? I think so. So. Don't quote us on it. I can't fucking remember. It doesn't fucking matter. It came from Augusta. Wherever no. the fuck <laughs> they came from. Because of that. So he's already been being investigated, right? For that. For the thing at the goddamn Orphan <laughs> Center. Fucking, you're now, not going to breathe, bitch. Now those dudes investigating him now know that he's being fucked with by those mobsters. This is why they show up at his dad's house. Yeah, which, why do, would they know it? I think, well, they... Are they on the mob well, payroll? Here's the thing. Like, if mobsters are probably traveling, I'm I'm assuming that, like, Somebody's keeping a lot tabs of people on are them. people take... Yeah, keeping tabs on them, right? But then again, let's be honest. Reality. Mobsters travel. They just went to the city. What evidence did they have to tie the I two can't together? remember. Yeah. There, I think there is, but who fucking knows? Yeah. Because guess what? It doesn't fucking matter. No, it don't. Again, like, this movie isn't necessarily about the details. It's more about this character, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that. And and that's the thing. Is I don't even think he would have gotten away with taking the lady's oxygen. You know what I'm saying? I think eventually he would. There's no proof that he did it. But then again, I mean. Like, she, like. There would have been some kind of because, reprimand, but. Because the fucking captain said it after this, where he's just like, you probably could have got away with that. Just because, like, she's old as fuck. Yeah, because he was, like, trying to say she's got dementia. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so this is where he loses his job, basically, like, and he gets put into the evidence room, right? Or he gets he gets put on some kind of desk duty. Some kind of detail. Yeah, yeah, he works in the fucking, in the evidence room, because fucking, this is what sends him over the edge to go work with um, Big Fate. Big Fate. Because he needs money now. Yeah. He's in the whole, what, 55 grand? Yeah, supposedly. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, like, <laughs> goddamn, 55 grand? Shit. They just got to break some legs, son, because I ain't paying shit. But, yeah, he's in that, that much money. But now, while this is going on, you got the Louisiana game. Like, 
and this is where, like, obviously he has the meeting with Big Fate. And they, they're driving in the car, and they go look at, you know, what's like Riverside, and he's talking about the condos while they're throwing a fucking body in the fucking water with weights. <laughs> yes. Like, what? Like, whatever. They, oh, yeah, condos could go here. That's great. But, like, yo, who's in the fucking... Oh, good God. We've also... We've missed a lot. I know we have. Uh, because fucking Midget and fucking G had been got had got picked up at this point. Midget and G? Now, fucking Nick Cage's character, Terrence, has already... He's already started uh, hallucinating. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like... The scene where he thinks so they're staking out some guys. I think house. I think they're looking for Big Fate at this point, right? Yeah. We were Something like that. <laughs> fucking Nick Cage sees two iguanas on the fucking table in yeah, his I, office. I didn't know if them like, fuckers were there or not. No, I was like, what they, the hell? No, they were not there. <laughs> because he's like, Why the fuck are there two why are there iguanas on my desk? And Stevie's like there's no fucking iguanas. Yeah, they're just sitting there. Like, yeah. And then, like, again, this was like a two minute, too long staring at these fucking iguanas. Yes. Like, dude, we didn't really need to have that much time with this. Close up, shit like that. Like, get the fuck on. Just have Nick Cage be Nick Cage. He can show, tell us he's fucked up. Sure. So, yes. God damn it. Where are we? Well, but th- this is when they're, like you said, they're scoping out the house and. Is this the one where Nick Cage ends up going in the back door? Yes. And just what's funny is like he went in the back door, got the guy, comes out the front door. But before he comes out, he throws the gun out there. What if the gun would have went off? (laughs) I mean, come on, man. Like he just chucks the gun out like, ha ha. And then he walks out like, yay, everybody. Like, I love this. I love it. Like, love what? Like, get. No. That dude would have turned around and shot your ass because act like he's fucking deaf or something. So, yeah. At this point, basically, they have nothing on Big Faith. No. Nick Cage has been stripped of all his fucking credentials or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Uh, So he's like, fuck it. I'm going to go make a deal with Big Fate and basically feed him information for payment. So he can get his shipments. Right. And then the, the, the first info he gives they get a call right away like this guy got popped or whatever like oh it's right and they're driving what i didn't get is why like all of a sudden he was like pulling the gun in the car like the big fate like that's after that's well after oh okay so again like he needs like he doesn't give a shit about fucking big fate he needs money or product one of the fucking two because product will get you money right so that's why he's fucking pulling the gun. He's like, no, you're going to give me the fuck I need, motherfucker. I will kill all of you. Yeah, I did my part. Yeah. You owe me. So, okay, I can I can get with that now. But what if, like, they were like, yo, stop the car real quick. And the guys in the backseat just shot. You well, know? at this point, it's like, Nick Cage, obviously unhinged, not going to be a pawn in some fucking game. Yeah. He needs what he needs, and he needs it fucking now, and he, he- doesn't give a fuck about anyone else he needs jg wentworth shit <laughs> 877 cash now i got a structured annuity phil i so, need his money now <laughs> again at this point he's now smoking crack oh yeah and well actually i think he's been smoking crack the whole fucking time he has a lucky crack pipe so you know yeah like i don't get it <laughs> that's how it fucking goes i think they go back to um big fate's place well, no, no. He doesn't. He go back to his dad's house to talk oh, to yeah, Eva, yeah, yeah. and right. then she's yeah. wanting to go to a she meeting. She goes, yeah, yeah. 
That's right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he goes back there, is bringing her her clothes or whatever. She's going to a meeting with his dad or something like that. Yeah. Um. He she- ends up going back to Big Fate's place to get his money and uh, his cut of the drugs. Right. Yeah, I think it's like his 25% of the drugs. So that's when the fucking mob people come in. Yeah, all butthurt because, you know, they want their money. Yes. And the two goons didn't get the fuck chick. Yes. Like, he makes a point of that, like, really? Now, at this point, Terrence and Big Fate are all cracked up. Oh, yeah, because you smoke from the lucky crack pipe. They just fucking smoke from the lucky crack pipe. Mob dudes come in. Fucking bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Fucking mob boss, or whoever the fuck this guy is. I like here's the thing. I'm assuming this is like low level mob shit, right? Yeah. Because there's no fucking repercussions that come from uh, this. Big Fate's way. No. Um dude tries to fucking say he's taking Big Fate's fucking money. Because he didn't save enough for retirement. Some yeah. dumb shit Basically, story. Like, I would have been fucking whatever. Like younger. I would have took my yeah, cut. I would have been like done this like the noble way or whatever the fuck. Now did not fucking spy the fucking sawed off that was fucking pointed at his fucking gut. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he was like, go get the drugs. Yeah. Again, Big Fate is cracked up. Yeah. This ain't going to fly, bro. He don't give a fuck. No. You're going to die. <laughs> like, And Never. he does. He gets yeah. fucking shot in the gut with the sawed off shotgun. They all get murdered Everyone, and none of yeah. Big Fate's people get hurt. No. Like, Mob dudes fucking, yeah. <laughs> what is, I can't remember what Nick Cage calls him. <laughs> something fucking like little shit guinea fucks. I don't know. Something Some like that. shit. <laughs> God damn it. Like, I, I can't remember what he said, like what he called him, but I remember like the, the shootout and shit like that. And like I said, I was surprised that none of Big Fate's people got shot. No. Like, what? Okay, whatever. Which like in a sense, like I could see. Like if, if they're quicker draws. Yeah. You know, but this is where your favorite scene in. Oh my god! Cinematic history, Dude, he, like this is fucking great. I was laughing. This I is was fucking like, great because because when he first says his soul's dancing, shoot him again. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then it cuts to. Dude, breakdancing. Like, what? <laughs> this makes no sense at all. Dude, this is a beautiful scene. I love it so much. Yeah, I mean, I'll give this scene credit. I was like, okay, this is kind of comical as fuck. Yeah, this is insanity. Out of shit. And I fucking love it. When they shot the body, the breakdancer stopped. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> like, he just crumbled to the floor, like, bleh, like, damn. <laughs> it's like. If you haven't seen this movie, just like I guarantee you, the scenes on YouTube, like just fucking. It's got look to. It up. This, it's, this it's scene so goddamn funny to me. Now I, I will say this scene does not make the whole movie, but this scene is funny as fuck. It's fucking hilarious. Like it in my mind, it don't redeem this movie, but it is fucking hilarious. Like his soul's dancing. <laughs> nah, his his soul could have danced Shoot him again. Yeah, his fucking, Shoot him again. He's spinning on his goddamn head and shit. Like, like why? He's already dead. His soul's still dancing. Like, why was this dude a break dancer before or something? Like, no, this has nothing to do with yeah, anything. Exactly. Like, Nicholas Cage is just cracked out of his fucking mind and he's been hallucinating for fucking days at this point. And it's okay, whatever, but like I said, he shoots him, body goes limp. 
Yes. And at this point, Nick Cage's psyche is taking a beating. He's yeah fucked in the head right now. I mean, he's been fucked in the head this whole goddamn movie. But so he goes back to um goes back to his dad's place. Right after that, yeah, possibly. I mean, here's I, the thing: like at this point, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he goes back, fucking rails raw heroin into his fucking body. Basically, he has that little conversation with his dad's wife. Yes, he fucking snorts raw heroin. Like uncut, uncut, fucking, fucking pure, yeah, pure heroin, and lives. Maybe now. Maybe. Here's the problem with this fucking movie. So, when he does that, he fucking blows that fucking pure heroin. Yeah. He goes and sits next to his uh, dad's, dad's girlfriend, wife, right? Wife, whatever. Now, the problem with this movie, or I think the problem with just. Who is involved? So you have Warner Herzog and fucking Nicolas Cage. Yeah. These are two people that I think the script, I'm assuming, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure that the script just, it has it tie itself up in a bow. Yeah. Like, I think it's supposed to be real that, <clears throat> like, everything kind of goes his way. But it seems but like... But now here's the thing. Could be wrong. Again, that you have a director, you have a very odd director... So I, to me, this didn't happen. To me, like all these like good things that happened to him, I believe this is his last fever dream before he died. Um, hallucination before he dies. True. I mean, I I can see that. The problem with that is, is that we have one last scene or two. Technically, three scenes after that. No, we have more than three. No, no, no. We have three scenes after the nice little fucking tie-up moment where, like, everything is good for Nicolas Cage. Yeah. To basically say that he's still a fucked-up person. He's still the bad lieutenant. Yeah, because... Now, again, like, I think this is... Again, I don't know this for a fact, but I have to assume that like that was not in the script. Like the I have a feeling like got? the original script must have just tied everything up and ended. Yeah. Because in a way that would leave the movie ambiguous where it's like did that happen? Did it not happen? Like is he alive? Is he dead? Like we don't fucking know. Yeah. Because like that whole sequence like so like he sits down next to dad's wife, right? Yeah. And that immediately cuts to him sitting down at his desk. The the dude that he fucked with, they got the mob on his ass, is apologizing. Fucking Bookie comes in, tells him he won his bet. Yeah. And then right after that, the fucking case is uh the murder case no, is no, no. wrapped Hold up. On. I-, I thought before the Bookie came in, I thought it was nighttime when he went and talked to the detective that was in the faculty. Like, he was like, yo, you need to look for the crack pipe here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we have that, but I mean, like, yes, but, you're, but, you're right. But you're now right, here's but, the problem with that. His DNA would be on the goddamn crack pipe, too. Yes. You know, like, you can't wipe but, I mean, your shit off. But this is my point. Is like, I don't actually think this was supposed to be real. Yeah, because it's too... Red like, Bowie. literally, we have, like, yeah, you have three things happen in a row that, like, work out perfectly in his favor. Like, right after like, each other. Like, you, you like, had 
He tells the guy about the crack pipe. There you go. He wins. The very next day, he's at his desk, and the game that we saw that he was watching with the, the wife, girlfriend, or whatever, mm -hmm. Louisiana was losing. Yes. But then the boogie comes in and gives him $10,000, which... Why would he walk in a police station and give that right. kind of money right there? This is what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. this, none of this makes sense. The dude <laughs> is waiting for him. The dude that he fucked over, that got the mob on him. Yeah. The dude was already in his office waiting for him. To apologize. And then you have the bookie come in with the money, and then you have the case get wrapped up, right? Yeah, he goes and arrests the dude. So you have that. See, that's what I'm saying is like that throws the whole thing off as well. Like the scene where they go and bust big fate. Like the, again, that almost the way that Nick Cage's character is acting in that moment is off. Yeah. Like it doesn't match his character throughout the fucking movie. And that's where earlier when I said <laughs> we get to it, it would where make it, sense. And then we go for ahead. Nick Cage in that moment when they're arresting big fate. To be like, yo, shoot him, man. I ain't going to step right. against this because Big Face got too much evidence against you. Which is my point. Yeah. Like, this seems... Because right after that, we go to him being um, promoted again. To captain. To captain, right? His girlfriend is pregnant. They're all sober. Yeah. Right? In that moment, girlfriend's pregnant. He got promoted. They're all sober. Family is doing fantastic he lives in a nice house now right lives in like, a fucking nice house see this is like none of this shit works no like i could imagine like this script being different from when it was written and then when the director and then you got nick cage getting involved like these are two weird fucking guys so, yeah like i could imagine it just getting like reworked into this weird thing where it's like i don't think any of that happened no i don't think I mean, that whole little segment i don't think any of that happened maybe it was supposed to be that way in the original script but i think and i agree with you i think it just the way that it worked out like it just doesn't make any fucking sense it's so out of place like it does not work at all. The only way that it works is that either maybe Nicolas Cage's character isn't dead, but maybe that in itself was a some kind of hallucination I, or like I, fever dream that he had in that moment. Like because right after that we cut to him fucking with a couple more people coming out of the fucking club. The Gator Club. Him going into a, a hotel room and fucking blowing lines. And then fucking dude from the beginning of the movie, um, Chavez. Chavez, comes back in, tells him that he saved his life and all that shit. Yeah, and now they're at now, Like That's what I'm saying is like, the last scene of this movie, like, or I'm going to say scene, like the hotel to aquarium, is more in line with the character. Like, I would say that i agree with you like i think the promotion all the shit getting wrapped up and all that was a hallucination or like i said it was his being high subconscious fucking playing that role out right but i think the end of this movie it seemed like a fantasy yeah like it's pure fantasy like the end of this movie fit more of him the Where gator he club. was just in a fucking hotel room like to like, me it was like you went to the gator club you stopped a couple the drugs he got from them he took them to the motel he was snorting them and then I mean, maybe Chavez was real in this. And Chavez was like, hey, man, you saved my life. I mean, sure. You know, maybe. And then no, it I don't ended think with them that's, there. I don't think that's a hallucination. Like, that's what I'm saying is like, I think the last two scenes of this movie are real. Yeah. Which is what's confusing. 
confusing about the fucking the entirety of the movie. Yeah. Right. So like you have like this false ending to where like everything is perfect in this dude's life, even though he's a shitbag, which to me feels completely fake. Like this did not happen. Actually, now thinking about it, you know what really throws it off for me? The fact that all of this would have happened in a span of a week or two, right? Yeah. Frankie wouldn't have been pregnant or that far along. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So it well, has no, to no, be no. fake. It's, it's one year later, remember? Oh, yeah. It did say one year later, but still, yeah. it's like it took one year to arrest this motherfucker. Or I think. I don't know. It's I think it's probably supposed to be some kind of odd commentary about like, it doesn't matter the way that you act and the way that you are. Like sometimes things just work out for the shitty people in life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have a feeling that it was something like that. Werner Herzog got involved with it, <laughs> yeah. retooled the whole fucking thing, and like combined with Nick Cage's performance, like makes it nearly impossible to see what the fuck is to actually real and what isn't real. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the whole end of this movie can be. Either way. Yeah. Like, it's not like your typical where it's open-ended. Like, this is the definition of leaving it to your fucking imagination where the fuck we're yeah, at. Because it could have just been, like, your basic open-ended plot. Yeah. Where it's like, did it or did it not happen? And then we have three more scenes after that that you're like, well, what the fuck so is like this So it's like Lord shit? of the Goddamn Rings. We got three <laughs> fucking like, endings. What the fuck is this shit? Like, all of a sudden, Nick Cage has seen Hobbits getting jiggy with it, you know? Like... What? Because if you look at if you look at it as just like a straightforward plot, like it's just like okay, so like everything worked out for him, but he's still a piece of shit. Yeah, kind of thing. Like I don't know, it just doesn't feel I mean, that way. I kind of the way that it's shot, the way that like especially the scene where when it cuts from him in the chair directly to his desk. Yeah, and like it happens too fast. It happens too fast for you to be like, this is something that actually happened. And that's why I want to watch the 1992 Bad Lieutenant, because I'm not saying this is a sequel or reboot or whatever. I want to see the original movie that had the title Bad Lieutenant, because maybe it ended with him dying. I don't know. Maybe it ended the same goddamn way, and we're like, the fuck is this shit? You know, I want to see that one, because obviously I would like to believe that this movie was a bassist kind of like a sequel to the original or mm -hmm. somewhere tied to it. Not saying a sequel, but a reimagining. Yeah, it's definitely a reimagining. You know, you know sure. so it's like, what the hell? I mean, yes, this movie just the end of it just fuck with it's your head like bizarre. Yeah. How bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. But yeah. Honestly, I'll tell you straight up, I'm not gonna recommend this fucking movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna be real with it. I mean, this is going to be the first fucking movie that we've done that we have not agreed on. Yeah, I recommend this movie 100%. Now, like I said, maybe if I saw the original, like Harvey Cattell, Bad Lieutenant, maybe I'd have a different outlook on this one. Now, I will say, like, you but, have to be in the mood to watch this movie. Like, it's long and drawn out. Yeah. Like, and there's a lot of unnecessary shit in this movie. Like, that's, like, there's no arguing that. Yeah. Like, it's just the truth. Like, I don't want to say, like, I'm not recommending it. Just whatever. It's got its pros. It's got its cons. So I'll say, like, I mean, obviously, I'm still not going to recommend it. But I'll say I'm at, like, 40% not recommend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to give you, like, 100% like, don't watch this fucking movie. I'm saying, no. like, 
it's one of those movies like if you're not in the mood for it and you you're not gonna it, like it you're gonna hate it yeah like if you're not in the mood for this movie it could very well put you to fucking sleep yeah sure because that's how slow and drawn out it is but to me like there is an odd balance of crazy crazy shit that's happening in this movie and also like nick cage is entertaining enough to at least keep my attention throughout it like again like i've seen this movie a few times so like like i don't know like to me like uh, like i said in the beginning like i think 30 minutes could be cut out of this movie easily oh yeah easily like no problem could be cut out um I don't think it's a very well thought out movie. I think they were trying to do something and it didn't quite work that the way that they wanted it to, yeah. which made for something interesting for me to watch. I believe, like, I think it's an interesting movie. I mean, I think I, it's interesting. I will say, going from like Nick Cage over the top in my mind acting with this one to Nick Cage over the top acting in Vampire's Kiss. Sure, both movies. My first viewing ever was for this fucking podcast. I prefer Vampire's Kiss over the top because it oh, made I more sense. Too. I think I think Vampire's Kiss is I honestly I want I don't know if I want to say it's a better movie, but it's definitely a more entertaining movie. Like in me, sure. it, it it makes more sense and it works. To you me, know, I whereas think, this one to me is kind of like to me I think why this movie interests me so much is because it's like you can see what they're attempting to do. And I think that's interesting to me. Like it's almost like a, um, it, it almost feels like a mainstream experimental film. Yeah. I mean, I can see Which that. is interesting to me. Like clearly had a budget, clearly had a lot. Like the cast is insane. Yeah. The cast is um, star studded, but like, it seemed like, there wasn't a clear there was never a clear vision for this movie. No. And but regardless, the movie was still made. <laughs> and I don't know. It's just interesting to me. It's interesting to like watch it from a perspective of like how the fuck like where were these people like in their mind while they were making this movie? Like that's interesting to me. Yeah. And you know what? And that's the beauty of this shit. It took how many fucking episodes of this podcast? For us to not agree on recommending a movie. Normally, we either recommend it together or we disagree together. But like I said, me, I I will never watch this goddamn movie again. That's fair. Like I said, I've seen this movie a few times. You so. will. So it's like, you yeah. know, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You have it at first. The first movie we ever have parted ways on. <laughs> We're like Moses, and this is the Red Sea. <laughs> and now I don't know this motherfucker no more. Shave your beard next oh, time God. you come over. Look. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck if this podcast was entertaining. It seemed like, <laughs> well, I mean, like, the thing is, like, going through this movie is, like... It's hard. Yeah, explaining this movie and, like, trying to have fun talking about it is difficult because it's... There's so many moving pieces. Again, like, it's weird. Like, there's so many moving pieces, but each piece, like, it's not complicated. Like, it's not a complicated story. Like, the whole story, story is not it's complicated. It's convoluted. You throw too many pieces into the puzzle. Right. And it's like a lot of these pieces are like three to five minute increments of the story that don't need to be there. So it kind of throws you to fuck off. Mm -hmm. It kind of throws you like out of sync. Sure. Because like if it was just Nick Cage doing his thing, all right, cool. But then it's like the shit he did. 
Well, if the like, little shit here and there, like well, if this movie would have just focused on one of the plot lines, it would have probably been fine. Like you could have still still have had all the elements of him like going into like this insane fucking drug addiction and him like going off the rails. You could have still had that. Like if you just stayed with the um the murder mystery or well, it's not even a mystery just like yeah. the crime like the basic the crime yeah crime element that you're introduced to in the beginning of the movie it probably would have been fine but then like you're also dealing with his prostitute girlfriend's fucking world you're also yeah. dealing with his dad's fucking world you're, you're trying to deal too much and this isn't a movie to do that and then they try to mash all those things together like they try to tie them all together and it just doesn't work. I think they knew it didn't work. So, like, they're like, fuck it, we're doing it anyway. Yeah. It's kind of like the only movie I could think of off of right now, off the top of my head, I want to say it was Identity. I, maybe I'm wrong, but it was a John Cusack movie. And it was, th- there was multiple moving parts going. But when it all tied up at the end, it was easy to fucking follow. Sure. You're like, oh shit. And it's like, this movie tried to do well, something like-, like that. But I feel it was like, like it wasn't meant to be one of those movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it didn't work because it wasn't supposed to be that. Yeah, I, and, and the thing is, yes, if this movie was meant to be just bad shit crazy out there, it served its purpose. But, like, from me to you, from an inter- I watch it for entertainment purposes. True. I'm going to see it with different eyes than you. You see it with the story, how, like, behind the scenes and shit, you know, it, it makes sense. To me, it's like, well, no, it doesn't. I was lost as fuck. No, it, like, well, yeah, to me, the story makes sense, but I don't think it was done well. The The reason I like it is because it's so broken and so ridiculous, and the people involved with it are so ridiculous that it's entertaining to me. <laughs> like, the fact that, like, this movie fell apart so badly yeah. is entertaining to me. I mean, I, I can agree with that. Like, <laughs> yes. So we can agree on some things. And sure. that, that's the beauty of it. Well, let's wrap this up, Steve. Yeah, other than that, I mean, I got nothing else to say about this film. I recommend it. You don't. Fair enough. Yeah. Ha-ha. 50-50, son. Yeah. Uh, or 75-25. If I had to give this movie a rating, I would give it like a six. Six out of ten? Yeah. Uh, I'd give it like four out of ten. That's fair. I mean, you know, I'm like, I, I, I don't want to judge any movie too harshly because it's like, dude, guess what? People tried. You know, sure. people did shit. But... Four is like my lowest point, you know? Unless you just got a shitty goddamn movie and it's like, yo, you're getting like zero. But no. But other than that, feel free to like us, subscribe, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Where else? Definitely. If, yeah. um, Social media. We have another podcast called Fear for Brains. It's an oddities podcast where we talk about, you know, paranormal, UFOs, just weird encounters that yeah. you've had. Like, it doesn't even have to be paranormal. Just, like, weird things that have happened to you. Things that make you so... Mm, yeah. Things that were just kind of, like, odd or scary or whatever the yeah. fuck. If you want to send us your personal stories or if you just want to send me in the direction of something that I should be researching, you can email us at uh, trashforbrains at gmail.com. That's trash, F-E-R, brains at gmail.com. Yeah, and... You know what? Since you were nice at the beginning of this episode, this episode is going to be a lot of firsts. You were nice at the beginning. We disagreed on a movie finally. And I'm going to be nice on the outro. I'm not going to talk shit to you because you were <laughs> nice to me at the beginning. Well, thank so, you, Steve. 
Thank you for coming, Phil. And join us next week for Airborne. Yeah! The complete opposite of this movie. I ain't even seen that fucking movie either, and if I have, I don't remember. I think you're going to enjoy it. Is it like thrashing? Kind of, yeah. All right. It's kind of like a 90s version of thrashing. Hey, man, like, as long as it's more upbeat than this and it's not as slow, it's pretty upbeat. We got this. It better be upbeat. Or I'm going to upbeat side your goddamn head. And it was a part of an era where, like, even for a kid's movie, like, there's legit stunt work in the movie. Oh, nice. So, like, it's actually, like, pretty fun to watch. I mean, I thought Thrashing had good stunt work. but Sure. But, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, as time goes on, like, it's less and less. Yeah. Yeah, This was still in the era where, like, real fucking stunt work was being done. Nice. So, well, I hope y'all look forward to some Airborne. That's right. Not the drugs you take to stop being sick. <laughs> We're not talking about that. Not heroin? What? What? <laughs> no. Cocaine? Hey, little boy, you got cocaine. Whoa. Got the rock so. No. But no. All right. See you later, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Peace.